Buddhang Dhammang Sanghang Namatsang A few weeks ago I gave a talk on the subject of familiarizing ourselves with different kinds of dukkha, different kinds of suffering and suggesting that if we don't study how we relate to our experience of suffering then we're at a disadvantage we, we can just be uh, making the same kind of effort to deal with things when that effort's not suitable it's like you have a, an infection and all you're doing is, is taking painkillers maybe what you need is antibiotics and it's the wrong medicine for the condition and and so, like what we were chanting this evening, the Dhamma Chakra Watana Sutta, the, the Buddha's very first discourse was a, a, an explanation of how important it is that we familiarize ourselves with this aspect of life. And we don't have uh, a problem with being happy. And the problem is unhappiness, is suffering, is pain, is disappointment, frustration, and so. It's an intelligent approach to life to pay attention, pay careful attention to that aspect of life that we find very disagreeable. Not becoming lost in it or obsessing with it. I mean, being obsessed with anything is, is not clever. And, and doing some exercises, physical exercises, is a good idea. Becoming obsessed with doing physical exercises is not a good idea. So, obsessing about life's difficulties, that's very unfortunate. However, ignoring this whole territory of life gets us into all sorts of trouble. We, we don't know how to really meet life when it's difficult. We tend to react in sometimes unskillful ways. So that talk I gave a few weeks ago describing how useful it is to recognize whether the sort of Suffering that we're dealing with, the sort of dukkha we're engaged with, is is some present generated suffering. Like we've had some lovely weather recently, and and it's very agreeable, very very agreeable, beautiful blue sky after a long tedious winter. Very agreeable, beautiful spring weather, and and then it clouds over, and and then we get disappointed. That's understandable, a little bit of disappointment. If we allow ourselves to wallow in the disappointment, then we're making a problem out of something that's not a problem. Clouds are normal. That's, you know, winter is here, then it's gone, then there's spring, and it's here, then it's gone. That's normal. Yeah. And we make a problem out of life, a present generated dukkha, by resisting reality. So, so recognizing present generated dukkha, recognizing when what's happening is old, unmet suffering. Something gets triggered in the here and now that really is about the past. You know, if you're unfortunate to have been brought up by parents who weren't paying close attention to the needs of the child and, and this poor kid is feeling neglected and abandoned and rejected and... and uh, storing up a whole lot of pain that later on in life just one little moment of being dismissed or rejected can trigger a huge overreaction. So what's that all about? Well, 
it's useful to recognize this that something from the past being experienced in the present and, and to identify that and it's, it's not just our reaction to this present moment that's creating the problem it's on top of our reaction to this present moment there's also this backlog of unmet life and it's useful to be aware of that and then the third type of struggle that I suggested was what I was referring to as adopted dukkha that kind of experience that if at other stages in our life or even now if we're surrounded by people who are very negative have a lot of their own unmet pain uh, unmet struggles and denial about it and to be in such company in a way can can affect us and it's useful to to just feed that in sometimes so that was the talk of a few weeks ago and since then there's been at least a couple of people have commented to me that that's useful however how do you really deal with it when you encounter these difficulties how do you really deal with it it's one thing to be able to think about why it's arising it's another thing they were suggesting to be able to really meet it and and resolve it let go of it go beyond it so that was actually if I remember rightly uh, the second half of that talk that I perhaps would have gone on to talk about though these days I'm trying to keep my talks shorter and so um, didn't go on to the subject of dealing with how do we resolve the conflicts when we meet them and so that's what I'd like to talk about this evening is uh, in fact three again three approaches to dealing with difficulties dealing with dukkha dealing with suffering dealing with life's struggles three distinct approaches and and this uh, I think it's, I, it's worth mentioning how my thoughts on this subject are at least to some degree inspired by a discourse that the Buddha gave the Vitaka Santana Sutta which is the explanation of five ways of dealing with distracting thoughts and that the Buddha gave and my thoughts this evening are not a commentary on that discourse in any way and I would encourage everybody to go and read that discourse however I do find it very helpful um, to see how the Buddha encouraged an agility in how we approach our struggles mm. just having assuming that one approach is going to work for everything it's like sometimes in meditation people go on a meditation retreat and they get taught some technique and, and it sort of works for a while to a degree and then after a while it's not working anymore however they get intimidated by either the tradition or the teacher or their own wrong thinking into assuming that there's only one way to approach the spiritual journey uh, everybody's different we all need to find our own 
ways of, of dealing with the obstructions that we meet. So these three suggested ways that I would like to share this evening are not definitive in any way. However, they're, they're, um, hopefully they're, they're, they'll serve as an encouragement for people to really consider this is my this is my commitment this is my commitment to life this is it's my interest in dealing with taking it's my interest in taking responsibility for the obstructions that I'm encountering and sometimes we assume that somebody out there has got all the answers that's again the tradition or the teacher or an expert and we fail to really follow the Buddha's encouragement to look inwards and to find out for ourselves, to discover for ourselves a resolution to our own difficulties. So these are hints, these are suggestions that I personally uh, find helpful and, and happy to, to share this evening. So it seems to me that the, generally my thinking and experience with practice is three different approaches are warranted and they're determined by the kind of effort that has gone into the kind of effort that's gone into the obstruction that we've encountered if we're struggling what effort have we put into resisting that struggle in the past that determines how easy or how difficult it is to deal with now. If we put a lot of effort into denying the pain of life, into avoiding it, into strategizing so that we don't have to deal with it, then it becomes more complex and potentially more difficult to untangle. So these three different approaches uh, depend on how much effort we've actually put into uh, denying the struggle. Mm. There's an illustration that our teacher Ajahn Chah gave that relates to this, and some of you may have heard it before where he was talking about the different uh, things we experience in, in meditation, and he said it's like sitting in a cafe and you know, drinking tea and you go to that cafe regularly and you're familiar with uh, the customers and, and somebody you know comes in and you just give them a nod. You don't have to engage everybody in a conversation. You know, you know them, you know their story, you know each other, so you just greet each other and give a nod. And, and then somebody comes in that you don't know, you're not familiar with, and so then you engage with them. So this likewise is uh, with the things that we encounter in meditation, in life, yeah. there's certain experiences that we we don't have to get deep with, we don't have to engage with and put a lot of effort into. And then there's other things that we do really that do really require a deeper consideration. So these three approaches, I refer to them as cutting through, seeing through and burning through. And so the first one of cutting through the obstruction that we've encountered. And this is where we meet something 
that is not got a lot of energy in it. Some disappointment. Maybe you're hoping the weather was going to be fine and and it turns out to be raining and it's a moment of disappointment. It's not a big deal. You can wallow in it and and make a big song and dance out of it. It's not necessary and it doesn't require a lot of attention. And and Some of the meditation, some of the memories we have of the past and, and maybe regrets that don't have a lot of energy in them and they don't require a lot of effort and it's useful to acknowledge there are such obstructions that we encounter and, and we can just basically dismiss them. Just say that's what that is. Say no. and Pay attention to what you're doing in the moment and not dwell on that disturbance and that distraction. And it's also, I think of it as like if you're having a conversation with a particular person and uh, somebody else comes along and interrupts the conversation and you just look at them and just say, not now, I'm busy, which is a polite way of saying go away. And you come back to the conversation. That's it. Job done. No big deal. Not a lot of energy in it. Then there's the second, so that's the cutting through. Then there's the second kind of approach, the second quality of attention, which as I said I refer to as seeing through. And in this case, if we try to close down the obstruction, just want it to go away or ignore it, we can and actually make it much worse. It can be like pushing it down to the basement. There are some qualities of obstruction there are some kinds of dukkha, some struggles. We've really got to basically turn towards them and look at them. Say, what's going on here? In other words, they call for understanding. Dismissing them is not enough. They call for understanding. If we were thinking about pain in the body, it's like the difference between I knocked my elbow when I went through the door coming out of my cottage this evening is a momentary pain. It's, you know, I don't think there's any damage done, just a little bit of pain, so I'm not going to pay any attention to it. Not necessary, not, not required. Now, how about if we have a, a constant you know, pain in the stomach, goes on for weeks, months, constant pain, and we, we keep dismissing it, dismissing it? Well, that's not clever. You see, that kind of pain calls for inquiry. Likewise, on the level of our inner world, Sometimes there are issues that we encounter in life. We need to register. So this needs to be understood. I refer to as seeing through it, which means inquiring into it, investigating it. Investigating it because it's got more energy in it. Just having an idea about it is not good enough. Just having a conceptual understanding is not good enough. We need to investigate uh, on the body level, on the heart level, uh, mentally and relationally. We need a thorough, there are some obstructions in life that recall for a a thorough inquiry. We need to be prepared to do that, to invest in that, to give time to that. 
So starting with uh, being present for it, really registering in the moment you know, what's happening, that, that, you know, not just distracting ourselves. The habit so often when we're having a bad time is just to distract ourselves. I was inspired in a conversation I had recently with a, a friend who he and his wife were, were um, emigrating overseas and, and it was a long journey and, and given the fact that he wasn't in particularly good health anyway and all the restrictions and inconveniences presumably of COVID, it was a really tedious journey and moving to live somewhere else. And not only was there the tedium of the travelling, in this case also there was a, a massive storm blew up and, and so they got delayed. And I think it was in the airport. Well, it wasn't in the airport that my friend was talking to me, but he related to me how this thoroughly disagreeable situation they found themselves in, nothing they could do about it. He was, I think it was in the airport he was sitting there. And he had the good fortune to remember the teachings that he'd heard. Feel what you feel in the moment. No resistance. Or, is there any resistance? This is disagreeable. However, you can't change it. You can't change the weather. You decided to move from one place to another. can't change that. So what do we actually do with that? We meet it. And in the process of trying to meet it, we realize the habits of avoidance, of distraction, the strategies that we have for trying to avoid the reality of this experience that we call dukkha or suffering or struggle. It's thoroughly disagreeable. However, we have so many strategies for trying to avoid this. That means we don't understand it. And on this occasion, when he was uh, describing the experience to me, and what I found so inspiring was that how grateful he was. Because he pointed out that all his strategies for resisting the disagreeability were seen as pointless. He was able to recognize in himself, trying to figure it out. You know, it can be a strategy of avoidance. Running way up to a head rather than just being present. This is disagreeable in the body, feeling it here and now. And the humility that we described, that the humility that that arose in the place of that habitual strategizing and resisting. So this is what's called for when we're obstructive, feeling obstructed, to start with first the body. We might be tempted to start up in our heads and figure it out. I would encourage actually starting with the body. Remember what the Buddha talked about, Satipatthana Sutta, starting with the Kayanusati, starting with the body awareness, registering this experience right now is like this. Of course we could go up in our heads and, and think about it you know, and want to distract ourselves. If it's not something that we can morally, um, effectively change, then it's an opportunity to learn to see where we create a problem out of life. Life sometimes hurts.
that's how it is. It's, it can be very painful. The smart approach to life when it's hurting is to study it and really first registering it in the body. Cutting through it, dismissing it, that doesn't work. So now we're learning to investigate, to inquire in the body. Feel it. Where is it? Is it in the, is it in the guts? Is it in the shoulders? Is it in the neck? And then breathing into it, softening around it, inquiring into it, meeting it. This is very different from indulging in it. We might feel like if we stop resisting in it, then the only other option is indulging in it. Well, remember what we've just been chanting this evening, the, the middle way, the Buddha's explanation of the freedom from suffering is the middle way. And that, that possibility that's not indulging in it and not denying it, this is what the Buddha was teaching, that, that possibility of being there for it, developing our faculties to be able to meet it. Meet it in the body. Where is it located? Breathe into it. Soften around it. And then on the heart level, the emotional resistance. Engaging. Engaging our hearts in a conversation. Feeling the resistance and feeling the pain and, and asking, what is it? What do you want? Asking in a friendly way, not what do you want? Rather, feeling, sensing the disappointment of life, the fear, the worry, really registering it, locating it in the body, and then in the heart, engaging it in a conversation. What is it that you want? Befriending it. Like if we had an annoying neighbour, we could just keep sending them letters and saying unpleasant things to them. Or we could invite them over for a meal, sit down, have a chat. In other words, engaging again with this experience here and now, really meeting it. And then also mentally, conceptually, inquiring, inquiring on all levels. Mentally, using our thinking capacity to inquire, is this suffering, is it ultimate? Is it permanent? Right now, when we're lost in suffering, when we're lost in feeling offended or rejected or abandoned or disappointed, sad, angry, when we're lost in it, in other words, when we're clinging to it, it can feel like it's going to last forever. Yeah. Feels like it's a permanent condition. It's a tragically sad situation to be in. We were that lost in pain that we think it's going to last forever. So we can use our intelligence to. Has it always been this way? No, not really. There's been time when we've been eating a, a delicious meal and with good friends, and I didn't feel like this. So no, this is not ultimate, this is not permanent. Well, that's helpful, that gives a little bit of space around the experience. Is it self? Is this suffering, is this dukkha, is it I? Is this I? 
Well, if it was I, then how could I be thinking about it? How could I be feeling it? How could I be sensing it? How could I be considering it if it was really I, if it was really self? So using our intelligence to inquire. So inquiring on all levels, inquiring in the body, in the heart, in the mind. And also, it's useful, very useful, to remember the relational dimension. Sometimes what gives us the new perspective on suffering, that precipitates letting go, is talking with somebody who gets us, somebody who knows how to listen and, and not just judge. And in, in explaining to them our struggle, we hear ourselves, we meet ourselves in a new way. Using somebody else's attention to learn to meet ourselves, that's what called, what's called for how to really meet ourselves when we're struggling in a way whereby there's a letting go. So, the three types of approach, cutting through, seeing through, and then there's burning through. And this is important to understand that there are some kinds of suffering that we need to acknowledge there's nothing we can change here. Mm. Can't dismiss it. It's here. Mm. However hard we try inquiring into it and learning to understand it mm. trying to meet it doesn't work. It's here. And at that point the wise thing to do is to remember what the Buddha when he talked about patient endurance is the supreme austerity, or I like Ajahn Jayasaro's translation, the supreme incinerator. Patient endurance, it burns up resistance. It's not dramatic. Patient endurance is not, it's not like assertive energy. If we're locked into being assertive all the time, we can throw ourselves very seriously out of balance. Maybe we're not able to transcend it. All we're able to do is to make the effort to endure that which is apparently unendurable. And remember, it's apparently unendurable. If we decide, I'm going to endure this for the duration of one in-breath and out-breath, and then we find we can do it. So we'll do it for another one and another one. Patient endurance, that willing bearing with it contrasts very distinctly with that conditioned view that we might hold, which is, why should I have to put up with this? Why should I have to put up with not getting what I want, when I want? Only, only sport rich kids think like that. And of course, a lot of us, uh, in varying degrees, <laughs> are sport rich kids. We've had so much luxury, so much convenience that we do sometimes fall into that trite. Why should I have to put up with not getting what I want? <laughs> no way we get through life without feeling disappointed. Everybody experiences, everybody encounters disappointment and frustration and despair at some stage. So the skill is to have that approach developed, have that level of competence, that agility developed so that we're able to make the right kind of effort in the right kind of way at the right time.
So once again, I, um, these suggestions are not are not a, a fixed thing. For, they're not going to work for everybody, but hopefully they might serve as a, as some sort of an encouragement so that that we all recognise the need to engage creatively with our struggles, remembering that that techniques and strategies will only take us so far. Thank you very much this evening for your attention. <laughs> Sorry.